Hello, my name is Antoinette Landejean, and I have a very special guest with us uh, today, uh, Rodrigo Leone from Argentina, specifically from Uco Valley, from Los Noques. Um, this is a winery that is seeped in uh, history starting in the 1960s. And even before then, we have uh, multi-generational members of the winery who are all pulling their weight to really make some of the most affordable, delicious, and absolutely divine wines from Uco Valley, uh, unlike any that I've had the opportunity to see in the DC market before. So Rodrigo, please would you do us the honor of introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about who you are. Okay, thank you, Antoniette. Thank you, everybody, for hearing this uh, conversation. My name, as uh, she said, is uh, Rodrigo Leone. I'm an electronic engineer. So I, I, I've been working for more than 15 years in, in telecommunications until uh, the wine business uh, started to appeal me. Uh, and I started in 2006 working for my family business, a business that started probably in the 60s when my grandfather planted uh, the first vines in a small, uh, small vineyard uh, located in Gualtasari, Uco Valley, eh, Mendoza, Argentina, very close to the Andes. Yes, and uh, from the 1960s, we fast forward to the early uh, 2000s, to 2007, when Los Noques really started to come into its own shell and uh, out of its own shell and show the world the quality that it makes. Um, from where you began in 2007 to where you are now, what are the different labels that you create for the market? Um, well, we started uh, we started uh, with our roots. We started in 2007 with a bonarda that my grandfather planted uh, 60 years ago. We only made uh, four barrels. I mean, it's a uh, 300 bottles per barrel, so a little bit more than 1,000 bottles. That was the total. Um, uh, we we started very little, of course, with uh, with Malbec. Uh, Malbec, you know, Argentina is very well known for our Malbecs. 50% of Argentinian exports are Malbec wines. So we started with a Malbec, also with a Cabernet Franc, uh, and then a Malbec Reserve, and a ground reserve that we call it Finca Don Juan in honor of uh, Don Juan Arrigoni, my grandfather, uh, which is a blend of uh, Malbec and, and Cabernet Franc. Those, I would say, was uh, were the, 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 the four wines or the five wines with the Bonarda uh, in until 2010, 2011. Then we started to, uh, I would say, probably because of my former experience, try to follow our customers and try to meet our customers' needs. And some of them requested a different wines. And since we can keep the concept of being single vineyard, that means that produce our wines from our, our own uh, vineyards, and stay bottled, and that means producing our own winery, uh, we said, why not? So we started to create other wines uh, for different markets, like the winemakers blend that probably you you don't know this, but the winemakers blend 
<clears throat> was a wine that we created first for the German market. Uh, today, we have 12 different wines in three lines. We have a Sauvignon Blanc, a Rosé, um, this winemaker's blend, uh, Malbec, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, uh, and uh, Pinot Noir in our entry level, our state level, which is a uh, white labels. Uh, the idea on that on that line is to show the power and the fruit of our small piece of, of land. So there is uh, no much oak on the wines, almost uh, no oak in some of them. Um, and then we have a reserve level, which uh, we have a Malbec, a Pinot Noir, and a Bonarda. Those wines are go through barrel for at least one year. Probably some of them new, but uh, probably I would say uh, second or third use powers. And then we have a Grand Reserve, this Finca Don Juan, which is a Mal uh, Malbec and Cabernet Franc blend that goes 100% in French uh, New York barrel. And every year we change that 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 blend uh, because we pick each barrel that goes to that wine. And the Don Juan Red Blend, could you tell us a little bit more about the varieties that you rotate to go in them? And what is the ultimate style that you're looking for for the signature bottling? Okay. Well, first, I would say that that wine started to be a Malbec, 100% Malbec. Um, in fact, in 2009, we in 2009 we presented to Stephen Tanser, and uh, he he put it in the back the bucket of wines that you want to drink before you die. Uh, so we were very very happy with that. Uh, uh, but we started to include a little bit of a Cabernet Franc when when our vineyards of Cabernet Franc started to become more mature because we planted those in 2005. And we added more and more Cabernet Franc. In 2013, it was 60% Cabernet Franc, 40% uh, Malbec. And right now we are also, uh, when, when I say we, I am talking probably about Javier, which is who is our winemaker since 2007, and our consultant winemaker, we're starting to include a little bit of a Cabernet Sauvignon as well to the Finca, the Finca do Juan. The idea on that wine is uh, to, again, in all the line, to show the power of our, 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 or the uniqueness of our vineyard. Okay, we produce wines. I will say. In 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 uh, this is the new world, but probably in all in all ways uh, world we 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 try to keep the 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 grapes in the vineyard until they mature uh, the way we want. Uh, we are very very aware that uh, right now there are many many wineries that are starting to to harvest earlier, and that's not our idea. And then for the reserve and the Finca Don Juan, we, we want to add uh, some, some uh, complexity uh, using uh, French oak. Uh, we don't want to over-oak the wines. Again, we, we the most important thing for us is the fruit and the power of the fruit we have. 
Uh, but of course, the complexity of um, of the the oak uh, will will give uh, the wines the more more elegance. And uh, there are wines that you can keep in 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 the bottle for at least twenty years. The Finca Don Juan is a line that we we aim to have it for at least twenty years. And we also have a little bit in contrast to the Finca Don Juan red blend, uh, the Pinot Noir Reserve, uh, 18 barrels, limited edition. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what um, the 18 barrels part of that title means? And uh, because we all know Pinot Noir is not an easy grape to work with. Also touch on how well-suited Uco Valley is for Pinot Noir. Well, uh, the first thing I will tell you is, uh, I was, uh, we, uh, in 2015, we didn't export yet. Uh, and I was in a conversation with this, uh, this, this uh, importer now, now a friend of mine, and uh, he continued doing business with us. And uh, he says, uh, Rodrigo, I want a Pinot Noir from you. And I said, look, I don't know you. We have Malbec, we have Cabernet Franc. Let's start with uh, what we have. Yeah, yeah, that we will start with that. But I don't, I, okay, I said, look, we don't make Pinot Noir. We sell the grapes. And, and he knew we sold the grapes because he was representing one of the wineries that we sold a lot of grapes of Pinot Noir for them. And they were making their, their Pinot Noir reserve out of our, our grapes. So he said, okay, Rodrigo, I will go to, uh, in, in March 2016 with a, with a winemaker from Oregon and we will make a Pinot Noir together. I was looking at my phone in 2015. Again, you can imagine that we didn't export at that point. And I was saying, this, this, this gentleman, we come to Argentina. So that that was in 2016, in March. 2016 in Argentina was a terrible harvest. It didn't stop to rain. So even the grapes uh, didn't mature or they rotten. So anyway, they came. Uh, we made probably 6,000 bottles of that uh, Pinot Noir. They stay about uh, 15 to 20 days at La Consulta. We rented a house uh, because it was raining most, uh, many, 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 a lot of time. Uh, we ate a lot. We drank a lot. And we could manage to make all uh, those, those 6,000 bottles of a Pinot Noir reserve to 2016. Um, we not every year we produce any of our wines when we don't like the the grapes we don't like the vintage we sell it as as bulk wine the pinot noir um, uh, the, those uh, 18 barrels is what uh, we could get in probably 2018 you probably have 2018 version of that one so it changes every year. Sometimes uh, it, it will be 16 barrels, 15 barrels, or it, 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 it's not an, uh, a must. So we change the label every year. As you can see, the labels also are numbered. So each bottle is, uh, is numbered so we can keep track if there is any problem in the wines as well. 
It must be uh, wonderful to, to live in one of the most famous winemaking regions in the world. Uh, Mendoza being rated the number one top uh, tourist destination for uh, wine tourism. Um, but I understand you do a huge amount of travel every year as the uh, managing director of Los Noques. Uh, one of your most important roles uh, is to spread the word of Los Noques and have placements in different markets. Um, can you tell us what that job really means? How difficult is it to penetrate into new markets? And is it as easy as we think it is on this side of the street to maintain the market once you've put the product in? Uh, thank you for this quick question, Antoniette. First, uh, I will start saying that, yes, uh, Mendoza and Covale has become uh, more and more and more popular. And it's uh, in the last few months, uh, Michelin uh, came to Mendoza and made uh, three or four restaurants, one star Michelin. So it's it's an amazing place. It's beautiful views you have there, five-star hotels, uh, uh, beautiful restaurants, uh, very affordable uh, prices. Uh, so I really recommend to to come to Argentina and enjoy uh, beautiful, beautiful landscapes and beautiful food and wines. Um, Look, traveling to the markets, it's probably the most rewarding part of my job. You know? it's a, I would say it's very time-consuming. I have uh, three little children that because they're on vacation, they're on my back uh, fighting right now. But uh, it's, it's a lot of time and energy-consuming. Uh, but again, it's uh, all, all all that energy is uh, it's it's coming from from the reward that means to show our wines to to the market and to share our wines uh, and, and and have it in the tables of uh, some some states in in, in America and uh, in Denmark or in Germany. Uh, it's not easy. It's it's um, not only because of the expenses, but also because it's not like you export and you have your life finished. <laughs> you need to continue working and working. The pandemic was very demanding for us and was very challenging. Our wines are wines that have to have to be shown, and there are wines that are sell uh, are sold mostly in wine by the glass in restaurants so you can imagine the pandemics was very challenging because nobody was allowed to enter to a wine store to see labels uh, but it also gave us uh, the opportunity to open new markets so we lost some distributors some some went out of business so uh, this year uh, was a year of a lot of effort to re-establish uh, los Noques in in some of our geographies, uh, it's a, we are exporting to Virginia since 2016. That's probably our most uh, mature market. Uh, our our team there, our distributor knows Los Noques, many restaurants, many wine wine shops knows Los Roques. Sometimes Los Noques sometimes 
I am in a wine tasting and there is uh, people coming and say, oh, you are the one from Los Noques and they remember me from another trip. That's, that's amazing, you know, that's amazing. But it's, it's, it's very challenging. The, you have, and you know that better than me, you have millions, millions of labels, thousands, tens of thousands of wineries around the world that want that compete uh, with beautiful, with amazing wines for space in a shelf and for space in the consumer. I always start my conversation telling everybody that if you take one day of your life to learn about each winery around the world, you will need to live about 120 years. So thanks for giving me this opportunity. You know, um, the most wonderful part, in my opinion, about the wine industry is every year you, as a trade member, get to relearn the same wines because no vintage will be the same. No two vintages are the same. Um, so could you tell us, since we are uh, you are experiencing the, the harvest at the moment, how was this year for you? And are you especially excited for uh, the wines coming out that will be released in a couple of years, but the, how the wines are coming out? Uh, vintage, well, uh, since we are single vineyard, that is uh, more challenging as well because it's whatever we have in, in our vineyard. Every year changes. We, of course, we put in our bottles uh, things that keep the line, uh, but they are different. They are not the same. Um, 2023 was the worst harvest in Argentina ever in the whole history. That means because we had frozen uh, by the end of uh, spring, that those frozen uh, burn the flowers, uh, so then you, you don't have grapes. Uh, what we so we we had about a twenty five percent loss in our vineyard, but we had vineyards that uh, some 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 vineyards uh, around where the winery is they have a seventy or eighty percent loss in their vineyards. What you have is that the the vine gives to to the grapes that they are there uh, a lot of power, uh, so. All the energy uh, is given to uh, less and less grapes, so you have a lot of power and you have a lot of fruit. So I think that the the, the, the wines from 2023 will be very powerful in terms of uh, in terms of fruit. There are wines that you could probably age more than than a normal a normal year. Uh, so, but we will see. You know. Um, uh, we love our Sauvignon Blanc. The Sauvignon Blanc is already in bottle, uh, and, but the rest of the wines, uh, you need, you, you see that uh, we have uh, wines that are three, four, five, six years old. So they need their time in bottle. That is um, 
you, you mentioned something that's uh, very interesting, which is how the, the vine will react to stressful environmental conditions. And you at Los Noques are doing some very interesting things as far as sustainable, sustainable winemaking and viticulture techniques. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what you're doing over there? Yes, yes, sure. I would say that um, <clears throat> we are working in three different areas. First, water. I mean, water, uh, we, we live out of the defrost of uh, the water from the Andes. Uh, we have less and less snow. Um, but our water is uh, beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, uh, we try to keep it as much as possible. So everything is drip irrigated in the vineyard. We we had to change that because in the 60s, you can imagine that everything was flood. We still have some vineyards uh, with flood in, 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 in Uco Valley and in Mendoza. But we changed everything to drip irrigation by the beginning of the, by the end of the 90s. Uh, also in the winery, all the water we use uh, for cleaning, we treat it and we recycle and we use it to irrigate vineyards around the winery. Uh, that's that's uh, one thing. The second thing is uh, we are we are uh, planting uh, crops uh, in between the lines, like rye, for instance, or must mustard. The idea of that is um, first to control other uh, weed that we don't like. Uh, second, to give some organic material to to the vineyard, natural organic material, and third, to oxy ox oxygenate the the soil. Okay, so we use less and less uh, pesticides to control to control the the weed, and we also uh, that's a natural organic um, organic fertilizer. So that's that's uh, the other thing that's important. And third, in the winery. We don't make natural wine. I cannot say that uh, we 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 are making natural wine, and I cannot say we want to make natural wine. But we do uh, try to um, make it as natural as possible in terms of um, uh, some of our fermentation process. Uh, we use uh, Indian yeast. Um, we try to keep the wines two winters in the tank or in the barrel, why, why, why is that? Because all the, um, uh, all uh, you don't want in the wine, uh, it will decant naturally. If you want to make a wine fast, sometimes you need to add chemicals to stabilize the wine. Um, we don't want that. We, 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 we keep the wine in the tank. And that makes all, all the process naturally and it's much better and you don't need to add chemicals to, to just uh, show the wine in the market. So those kind of things we are trying to do in terms of a, a environment, environmental change. We, we have a project of uh, put solar panels in, in part of our, our winery. It's an important investment. Uh, that uh, we we want to do, uh, you cannot analyze that in terms of uh, return of investment because uh, that that will not 
uh, it, it will not be a good business, but it, you can analyze that in terms of uh, producing your own energy and helping the environment to, with some uh, natural energy and sustainable energy. Right. The self-sustainability is key uh, and also not uh, trickling over um, wastewater into uh, the the water systems. Um, the water conservation efforts at Los Noques is uh, above and beyond uh, what I've heard from the majority of wineries in general. Um, so thank you for taking that extra step to not only make organically uh, organic method wines, uh, but also for for doing uh, the extra extra step. Before we say goodbye, is there anything you'd like to share with us? Uh, yes, Antonia. This is again. I, I, I'm uh, very happy to have this opportunity to communicate our wines. We are a thirteen family a company, thirteen persons family company. It's a very small company from a town that is less than five thousand people uh, in La Consulta in South America. Uh, to have this opportunity for us is a blessing. So. Thanks to every customer that opens a bottle of uh, Los Noques because uh, it's uh, the wine made from from us, from our family, and it's a pleasure for us to share that with with you and with your customers. And I hope, of course, to see you soon uh, with a wine wine dinner or wine tasting in in your place uh, uh, whenever you invite me. You have an open invitation to Washington, D.C. Uh, the D.C. market absolutely loves you. We at the wine shop uh, love supporting your product. Uh, and I've seen your brand uh, across the city, both in restaurants and in uh, in retail. So I always uh, always see it and uh, have, a, have a nice smile as I order it off the wine list. Um, Rodrigo, thank you so much for your time. I understand you're an incredibly busy man especially with the three little ones running around. So I won't take uh, take much more of your time. But uh, thank you once again for joining us. It's always a pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you again in person very soon. Thank you very much, Antonia. My pleasure. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.